You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Every time an independent, a truly independent source goes into the Portland Police Bureau, we find chaos. Just one of the people like just told to my managers who like had fired me, they were like, yeah, did you see Tevin's video was on Complex? And he was like, man, dog, they sick, man. Yada, yada. And I was just like, I was laughing because it was just like, you know, bro, like, you know, God, God always got a plan. It's one thing to say we're all in this together when you think I might cough on you and kill you. But when things settle down, are we still all in this together? Do you still have my back when I can't afford food because you're cutting my snap benefits, right? Come see me in a year from now and I'll let you know what my fridge is looking like. And if you still got my back and we're still in this together then, then we can have a conversation. The Egyptian creation story is a very sexual one. Mm-hmm. And it talks of the God creating himself through a sexual act with himself. So it's a masturbatory big bang, if you like. Like I never even hire coaches when I establish a program. I always hire mentors first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because a mentor gets the big picture. Coach might just get basketball. I want somebody that under X's and I want somebody that's about whole life. I'm not the only podcaster out there. You're not the only marketer out there. Like there's a lot of people doing the same things. But the things that's going to separate you and I from the rest of the people is that we become our best selves and we just don't quit. So what is the gospel? What is the pure, unadulterated yes, gospel? Yes, yes. And that is what I live by because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure, unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate. For sure. Is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. Welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide. And we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm back. I'm in the bedroom because this is my new office. And I got the homie with me, man. We haven't seen this brother on the show in quite some time. This conversation is long overdue. But uh, I had him on the show two years ago, episode 46 of the African-American Excellence Series. He was part one. Um, in that show, he told us about how he paid off 47000 of debt. In 10 months, he gave us a blueprint to live like the struggle, yet lack nothing in the process. He was in the midst of launching launching a horse consulting firm. He was engaged and had recently become a homeowner. Since that time, this brother has been featured on multiple podcasts and publications, including Student Loan Hero, Rewired.org, and Blavity. He's cross-pollinated with IG influencers such as Barmel Lyons and President Kennedy, he went from just over a thousand followers, I feel like when I first talked to him, yeah. to now having over 25,000 followers on IG. He's acquired businesses, real estate, and recently received an MBA from Concordia University. And this man isn't even 30 years old yet, folks. I present to you all the greatly accomplished Devon Horace. Devon, say what's up to the people, bro. Hey, what's up, man? Yo. Long overdue, man. Long overdue. Yeah. First of all, thank you so much for you know highlighting those things. Sometimes when you're doing so much stuff, you tend to you know not get a chance to look back and be like, man, like 
you know, be thankful for the things that you accomplished. But when yeah. you read that list off, I was like, what was that? Like two years ago? You know, you're <laughs> just like, oh man. Yeah, man. Time. But I'm so I'm so happy to be back here, man. And and I remember us doing the first podcast and and you know just really chopping it up and, and going through these processes and I was still going through it. So I think this is awesome that we get to come back here today and really provide people with some of the things I've learned, some of the things I'm doing right now and you know, future things I'm looking towards. So, you know, and then plus Socks and Sandals been doing this thing. I've been tuning in. You know, you said I was part one. I must have listened to like, I don't even know what, 15? It was like a bunch of them you did. And I was like, yeah. all right, cool. So it's good to see that growth as well. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited yeah. about today. Yeah, man, it was it was crazy. So, like, you know, when you had popped up on IG again, I was telling you, I was thinking, you know, Devon, Dev, he ain't he ain't been on IG in a minute. And then you pop back on. I was like, all right, my guy's still, you know, he's still out there doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, no, you know what? Uh, IG, you know, I, I, I'll hit a rough point in IG. And what I mean by that was, like, more personal because, you know, IG is it just so much noise. And what I mean by noise is just, like, you have to keep up post three times a day, blah, 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 like algorithm this. And mm -hmm. then, you know, when it comes to thinking innovatively or, you know, think about creating something or building something, you can easily get distracted and influenced by other people's things. Yeah. You know, so like it got to a point where I just was like, I need to step away and really focus on some of the things that I want to do. Because I'm, I always have a goal to accomplish, right? So I'm like, I need to really step away and be in my own thoughts, and uh, and really like, even if it's already invented, it's like at least I felt like I came came up with it in my head. So then when I roll it out, I can look to others and be like, all right, cool, this is how they're doing it better, or this is where I have sort of the advantage in my niche, or this is how I can make it, you know, specific to my needs. But in the process while you're doing it, it's so easy to be. Uh, you know, influenced by other people's work because you're like, man, you know, like this person is doing this. I'm going to just like, that's a good idea. And then you're now your ways are starting to shape into already what's out there. Right. And then, uh, you know, lastly, just like people reaching out and uh, again, this, it is, it's stress. It's like, it's like a job, you know, Instagram, at first it's fun until the algorithm. And then you don't get those endorphins from likes and stuff. You're like, <laughs> man, I put this post up two weeks ago. How only got this many likes? So, you know, uh, once you get to that point, I always tell myself and other people, like, once you get to that point, you have to remove yourself. Mm. The, the best way to beat that funk, the best way to really, you know, go back to like, you know, I'm doing this because I want to have fun. I'm doing this because I'm helping people. The best way for you to get, you know, back into that state or back into that mode is to step away and be like, all right, cool. Let me realign myself. You know, because a lot of people who are on Instagram, I know your podcast, I know a lot of people, including myself, friends and family, that do have something going on, they are helping people. Mm -hmm. It's just that, you know, with so many distractions and so many other people doing the same thing and got like millions of followers and blah, blah, blah. It's like, ah, uh, like, you know, I have to be better. I want to do better. And it's like, yeah, but you are helping at least one person. You are helping at least 10. You're making some kind of difference in somebody's life. And that's the bigger picture. That's the the better thing to really focus on. Yeah, no, that's that's a fact, bro. And it's a it's a love hate relationship that I have with IG, and it's like a necessary evil. So, like you said, like you want to keep up with the algorithms, you want to stay relevant, whatever you want to stay top of mind for people. Um, but then it does become a distraction, 
and you end up spending time on there that you otherwise did not plan on spending. And then, and then you just like, all right, now I kind of lost whatever mojo I had to do, whatever I was initially planning to do because I didn't did this. And I was just like, wait, now my, like you said, you're, you've seen everybody else do other things and you're thinking about that. And it just, it's just too much, too much brain power that's being wasted, (laughs) too much energy that's being wasted. And you don't realize how much energy is taken away until you get done. Like, wait, what, what, why is my mind in this space right now? So now I I feel you, bro. I'm, I'm trying to scale it down and, and scale it back and just be more, um, be more constructive with the time that I'm on IG, man. I've even gone to the point of, um, deleting all my other apps. So I'm like, I can only use one app at a time. So I've deleted Twitter. I've deleted uh, Facebook and I only like download them back on my phone when I like really need to use them and then I'll delete them again, you know? So I'm just trying to be, be like that. You know, that's the same thing I did with Instagram. I'd like delete the whole app off my phone because if I didn't do that, I was going to click into it. But when I first got back on, you know, social media, getting back into it, because I was gone for like, I don't know, like almost a year, pretty much. I was like out of here. But when I got back into it, I was like, I'm going to get Twitter first. Why? Because like the the way that is interacting on Twitter, like the conversations, you can like directly talk to somebody. Then I started getting back on Instagram and I'm like, all right, cool. Like get prepared for the scrolling, get prepared for the, you know, you got to wake up. uh, I mean, depending on who you are, like I used to wake up 4.30 a.m. to catch my East Coast people Mm. and then, you know, try to take a quick little power nap and then have the next post ready for my uh, West Coast people at like seven six thirty seven a.m. Yeah. So it's like I'm waking up and in and out of sleep just to get a post off. <laughs> you was attacking the, the algorithm. And I'm like, what? And people are like, oh, you should set the you know pre program and blah blah blah. I'm like, you gotta see, you gotta. A lot of people who say that it's like you can tell that their material is on autopilot because mm-hmm. it's like during the time that's going on in a certain moment. They're talking about something that was, you know, it is not relevant. You're oh, like, wait, yeah. you're behind the times. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, man, yeah, Instagram. I'm back though. Instagram, Twitter, uh, not going back on Facebook. LinkedIn is always going down on LinkedIn, real professional platform. But yeah, I need to, I need to step there. up my my LinkedIn game. That's Absolutely, the, dude, that's that's to. turned into something that I had no idea it was going in that direction, and yeah. now it's like a yeah. really big deal. So. If you're looking to develop your career or you're looking to get more clients or you're looking for just like just being a thought leader in your uh, in your niche or in your space, your industry, LinkedIn. Trust me, LinkedIn sure. is going to be it. No doubt. Well, going beyond all the social media talk, um, let's let's get back into to you and your story, man. And it's once again, it's a great time to talk to you, someone who is, you know, advanced financially um, and in this time where a lot of people's financial futures are highly questionable, man, this, this is a, a good time once again to talk to someone like yourself. So really quickly, before we get deep into that, um, tell the folks exactly like what has happened, bro. Like the last two years, two years yeah, ago, you sure. were starting Horace Consulting. Now you are here. You have multiple businesses. Like I said, you have real estate. Tell us about um, how those came about and just just what the journey was like for you. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, after uh, I bought my house, um, I kind of went on another saving binge because I was like, if I was able to do this, 
and I was able to pay off, you know, $47,238.38 worth of student loan debt and other mm-hmm. debt. It's like, well, I can, I should hold be on, able hold to. Hold on, hold on, real, real quick. Did you say savings binge? Is that what you said, bro? Yeah. That's, I've never heard anyone say that. That is like the most constructive term I've ever heard, bro. Go, keep, carry I just, on. I just made it up while I was talking. It sounds good, though. I'm going to trademark that. For Anybody sure. can have it if they hear this. Uh, but, but no, like, like, I was like, if I could do that, I should be able to save, you know, save that in a year. If I was able to do that in a, you know, in less than a year, in a year, I should be able to save that in a year. And on my YouTube videos and stuff like that, people were in my comments or in certain like posts, blog posts, they're like, oh, well, why would you do that? And, and if you invest that into this and who pays off debt, I'm like, everyone always says that, right? But I was like, I'll prove y'all wrong then with my actions, right? Because here's the thing. We got a lot of talkers today. Man. You know, we everybody like to talk the good talk. You know, like we know certain people in our family. We know certain people around us. that be like, you talk a lot, but you don't really do nothing. <laughs> so instead, I'm like, you know what? Boom. Like, I'm going to do it. So I, I went on this saving binge where I just was like saving money, saving money. And my goal was to reach $50,000. Yeah. So uh, on Instagram, I did put a post up that said, hey, I, you know, save the $50,000. And once I saved that, I do understand that concept of money throughout my learnings and, and different and, and different readings where I was like, well, I saved this. This is a good thing, but also money has to work. It, it, it Like when you keep money, it's good to have like an emergency fund. It's good to have like a, you know, nice little safety net, but if your money isn't working, not only are you not stimulating the economy and you're not wanting that dollar to come back to you, but also it's just like you're losing value in your money. Mm-hmm. So the whole purpose of the money is to trade. That's what, you know, our society is, a capital, uh, capitalism society is. You've got to be like, you've got to trade that money. So I was like, all right, what can I do next? And I was like, you know, well, let me buy another, another spot here, you know? And I was like, all right, so uh, I'm just looking around, kind of doing my search, because every day I check Zillow. Every day I check Zillow. Every day I check uh, Biz Buy Sell. That's another uh, website where you could go and buy businesses for sale in, in like, really? all around the U.S. Biz Buy Sell, huh? Yes. So I, uh, I check those sites every day when I wake up uh, in the afternoon, when I'm on my walks, I just check them for just any kind of deals. And I found this condo, uh, in this nice little area, uh, up and coming. And I just was like, all right, cool. You know, I could put this money towards this condo, use it as a rental, use it as an Airbnb, whatever. So I couldn't use it as an Airbnb because of the HOAs and this is my first HOA. So I'm like, man, this sucks. You know, <laughs> it's like they give you rules that you got to do. Yeah. But um, I couldn't do that. So I rented it out. That's been working really well. So that cash flow I've been getting from that. Um, also, I horse consulting. I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but it all ties in. But horse consulting, I was able to get more gigs based on what I did uh, for my full-time employer. And also people started to see me out there more. People started seeing me like, oh, wait, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So I was able to do like a, a lot of brand activations, a bunch of pop-ups and things like that. So I was able to make money there. 
when I made that money, I just reinvested into my business and was like, okay, cool. I can use this money now to buy a property in my home state, which is uh, New York. So I bought a property in Rochester, New York, uh, rented that out as well. So now I got two things of cash flow coming in. So I have the apartment or the condo, and then I have the, uh, the house. So after I got those two things, I was like, all right, now I want to build a business. And my friend, uh, Precious, she had a business called Mr. OK's Essentials. And when I first like got a, got the product, I smelled the candle. I was like, this is just like amazing. Like, oh, how can I be like, how can I help? How can I be a part of this? And I became a partner in that company and I invested uh, in that company and I helped that company grow today. And we've been doing really well uh, around Portland and, and just going to different events in Atlanta and, and New Orleans and, and things like that. So people have been asking us to come out. Uh, so we've been doing really well on that area. And again, I just keep them at this point of my life. I just keep the money flowing. Like every time I get some kind of cash flow, uh, you know, yeah, some kind of cash flow uh, asset or any kind of business, I just keep it flowing like with that income that's coming in. And from that, you know, that has, <laughs> I really learned the true meaning of like having a team because I had to hire an accountant. I have a lawyer. I have like, you know, when a lot of people say, oh, how much does that cost? Or like, man, you, I got to pay this marketing person this much for them. Like that's really the cost of business. Mm. Like paying somebody for official logos so you can have the files and everything. Paying your lawyer for the trademark so you can have it for, you know, the next five years before you renew and make sure all of the things are in right order. Having an accountant to make sure that you're not only up the tax code and all the other financial things, but also that CPA help you file your taxes, take away deductions, tell you, you know, some just financial advisement. I really found that out like, oh man, I'm paying thousands of dollars for these people, but it's also making me a better person, making me more legitimate and making me a better business uh, businessman as I grow and continue to invest in other things. So that's kind of like lump sum of everything been going on with me right now. Uh, currently looking for, you know, another business to invest in, another business to start. Uh, we can talk about it a little later, but I also, you know, got my ebook. Uh, I came out with as well as the paperback copy and I'm just on to the next thing. Like you just got to keep moving. Uh, once you feel yourself, well, I can't speak for everyone, but uh, once I feel uh, some kind of sense of comfort, I always have to just like put myself in a, in a learning situation, an uncomfortable situation where it's like, well, how do you do this? Or, you know, like you have to find a way to, you know, to be better or so read a different book or, you know, have you ever explored this? And in my business, I'm able to do that. So it's been good. That's dope, man. That's that's amazing, man. Just like once again, two years, a lot a lot has happened, and it's it's been amazing to see your growth. I, I'll you know just be on IG, I'm like, dang, this dude is moving. Like, wait, he just bought a house. Oh, he just bought another house. Oh, he <laughs> he partnered with you know. What I mean? I'm like, this is this is dope, man. One of the one of the coolest things that I seen you do, uh, and it was on a few occasions, was the the complex con. Uh, events yeah. and then yeah. just other pop-ups with uh Sher is it Sherbinsky's is that how you say it? yep Sherbinsky's yeah. yeah man tell me about how that came about and like what it what that business um is all about no for sure so Sherbinsky's is a luxury cannabis brand out of uh, starting in the bay area and uh now they have a store on fairfax in la 
Um, it started out by my buddy G put like he, you know, G he just a homie. I knew him back in New York and uh, we built a really good relationship and he introduced me to sure. Uh, Mario is his name. And, um, Mario, he definitely took a chance with me. He knew I did a bunch of stuff with Nike. Um, you know, I did pop-ups from all-star weekend, Chicago marathon, you know, all these big initiatives, uh, I've done with Nike. And, you know, he really gave me an opportunity. It was like, Hey, I'm, I got a booth at ComplexCon. I saw what you did with Nike last year. Like, you know, I really want to take my business to the next level. And partnering, partnering with people like that, with that much passion and that much determination is just an easy win, you know, mm -hmm. because that person is as determined to be great as you are determined in your own life. So, like, he gave me an opportunity to come in uh, with them and create their booth. And it turned out so well, like we, you know, of course, we, we made a bunch of money, but the experience was key. The experience, people were talking about it for months on months, as you may have saw. Mm -hmm. So then we came back the next year uh, and it was a bunch of complications and stuff. Uh, but, you know, Complex Con, they reached out to us like, hey, we want y'all to come back. We want y'all to come back. So, you know, that's pretty, you feel good when they do that because you like, you know, you're feeling yourself like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I was trying to play us when we were there before. Mm -hmm. uh, then we did Hall of Flowers, uh, which, they, which they brought me back again and was like, hey, let's do this Hall of Flowers event. And, um, you know, I, it's just been definitely a blessing. So from, from my buddy G to Mario, Sherb, uh, they gave me an opportunity to come in. And, you know, if my name is on the work, I'm definitely going to give it 100%. And we just killed it, man. You know, like some of these people or some of these cannabis brands – they have great product. They, you know, people, you know, use their product, stuff like that. They have a good name, but they don't really understand retail. They really don't understand like brand activations. They don't understand branding that much. Right. Uh, they can market, you know, like nobody's tomorrow. Cause it's just like, you know, here's my product. Here's like somebody with it and stuff like that. But it's different when you start thinking about um, customer relationship It's different when you start thinking about experiences and I was able to bring that to the team. And uh, again, it was just a great opportunity that I was thankful for. Man, that's a, that's, that's a really good point that you make though. Um, the difference between marketing and branding and how, and like how there's a, seems to be a, a pretty wide gap between it. And so tell me just for everybody that doesn't necessarily understand that concept or hears it, but we don't, I don't, cause I don't fully grasp it. Like I, I, I hear I am a marketing major, but I, and I know that there's a difference, but tell me, like, break it down for me, bro. Like the biggest difference, especially in retail, the difference between what good branding is and what that's what that's going to do for you above and beyond your marketing. Absolutely. So so everybody has a different meaning. Right. And right. honestly, I feel like branding and marketing is so close to each other is essentially is one. But when you're thinking about marketing, you're thinking about your target demographic. You're thinking about like, here's an example, right? People can take this too, right? It's like, who am I selling to? Men or women or children? What's the age group? 13 to 15, millennials, baby boomers, whatever. Like, in what area of the city? Uh, in what state? Georgia. We're in Georgia. Atlanta. We're in Atlanta. Atlanta metropolitan area. Like, that's marketing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think marketing is like, yeah, cool, my poster and all that stuff. That's branding. Mm. Branding comes in when you're representing you. You got a nice flyer. 
you got like, you know, like you got like, I don't know, like these videos and stuff like that. That's branding. But marketing is the actual analytics to where you're targeting that branding to. So marketing is like the science and exactly. branding is like the art. Exactly. Because a lot okay. of people are like, you know, uh, oh, I want to be a marketing. I want to be, you know, marketing manager or director. It's like, that's cool. You know, yeah, you want to be that. But once they start getting into that field, they're like, man, this is just a lot of data. This mm -hmm. is a lot of like reading charts. This is a lot of like read, reading algorithms, right? Because well, a lot of people say, you know, look at your Instagram analytics. That's part of marketing because you'd be like, all right, I know that 18 to 33 year olds are watching my stuff. I know they're watching it at this time. I know it's from the black demographic. You know, uh, I know that, you know, it's over a bunch of people in New York, Atlanta, and LA is watching my stuff. I'm a little weak in this area. That's marketing. So when you start coming up with branding and, you know, what's up, what's up, my old beautiful people, that's branding, right? The accomplished T, that's branding. And then from that branding, how am I marketing it to reach the, reach the right people that I needed to go to? Man. So that's kind of how I uh, conceptualize branding and marketing. Branding is like you're a brand. Like Nike is a brand. It's an athletic, athletic brand. But the marketing is like the Serena Williams thing. Is like the, you know, Colin Kaepernick campaign. Like that's the marketing because you're like you're touching a certain different graphic, which is the athlete, and you're selling them this story. You're building, you're building something onto that. Then it's a brand. Right. Mm. No, that's that's dope. That's yeah. a perfect breakdown. I appreciate that, bro. Of course, of course. Just to change gears a little bit, man. Uh once again, we're living through a very historic, crazy time right now, some uncharted waters for sure. Um and through this epic moment, like a lot of people being are being affected. Those that are working and considered essential workers are being forced to work ungodly amounts of hours and in situations and, you know, putting them, putting their health at risk. And then there's folks that are not able to work. So that means they may not be able to pay their rent. And then there are folks like yourself that um, have businesses and have a job, but also you have rental properties and you're a landlord. And, and so there's that. And so from that standpoint, as someone with the rental properties, how are you handling this? Like, are you freezing rents? Are you still taking the rents? Are you adjusting payments? How are you going about that? So uh, I'm fortunate enough uh, to be a part of the investors and landlords out there that have uh, not only have cash reserves, but also have uh, great tenants. Right. Mm. So my tenants are still able to pay their rent. And not only that, but they also are, you know, supporters and followers of my teaching. So they're like, I know, like, even if I wasn't able to pay this rent, I already have six months of living expenses saved. Mm. You know, so it's like, we fall it. Let's back up a little bit. So I have, you know, everybody has their, their opinions about it all, but an emergency is an emergency. This is why we say people should have an emergency fund. Rather, it's three months to six months because rather it's coronavirus, you know, uh, 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 you know, somebody gets sick with just a regular common cold or the flu. Hurricane, natural disaster. Hurricane, natural disasters. Yeah. How, like, do you have that, you know, cushion to be like, if this happens, I know I have this put to the side just for that, right? Mm -hmm. 
this uh, COVID-19 caught a lot of people, yeah. you know, swimming naked, you should say, right? You don't know who's swimming naked till the tide come in. When the, when the ties went low, you were like, oh, you've been out here skinny dipping. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it's like how, like, like now you can't pay your bills. Now, you, you know, you see that you're over leveraged. Now that you see that, like, that car payment is way too much. Like, it's exposing all these things. And the COVID is not the problem, right? Your mm. spending habits were the problem. Your debt mm. was a problem. The COVID-19 just exposed it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it wasn't it, it wasn't the, the flu and then all of a sudden it started taking money out your bank account. <laughs> it's like the the flu, you know, exposed these things. Now, you know, much appreciation and much love to everybody out there fighting this thing and 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 you know, creating masks and and uh you know supporting one another. But you know, one thing that I would say is that you know, you never know when that rainy day comes. Mm. You know, That's you never fact. know. Yeah. So uh, on the rental side, and even with my businesses, uh, I'm fortunate and blessed enough to be able to have cash reserves. And I have cash reserves for a year. So even if my tenants couldn't pay, I'll pay it. And just be like, all right, cool. You know, this is this is uncertain times. Like we can't, mm -hmm. we couldn't predict this. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to just, oh, you lost your job, get out my house, right? So it's right. like, I have a year of cash reserves for all of my properties. So why I'm do like, you think? Why do you think? Um, and this may be like the simplest question, but still, like, why do you think it's so uncommon for folks to have three, six, even twelve? I mean, twelve months. That's that's awesome. That's amazing. I've, and I've seen a lot of financial investors come out and say, "Man, if y'all don't got a year's worth of, you know what I mean, savings, you know, for your bills, and you right. you're gonna be out of luck regardless. You know, just you never because just like you said, you never know what's gonna happen, whether it's this type of virus or natural disaster, whatever the case may be. But why do you think it's so uncommon that, that so, don't have anything stashed up? So I think it's uncommon, especially amongst the black community. I think I feel like it's really uncommon because we don't have that uh, ability to do so, right? A majority of the black community don't have that ability to do so because they are living paycheck to paycheck, mm -hmm. right? And then uh, I, I know just speaking to you know, full transparency, some of my family members is like when they do get some kind of money, they're like, I'm trying to live it up. I'm trying to buy something nice for myself. You know, I, I've been working my butt off. Like I'm trying to, you know, you know, just have a good time, which is fine. Right. And I think just the discipline isn't there. Right. We also need like for anyone saying we don't need government support, they should hang it up. You definitely need some help mm. no matter who you are. But you also can do some things yourself to help yourself, right? Because it's like, if you know, <laughs> let's, let's kind of jump into a little bit. People got the stimulus check, right? Yep. $1,200 minimum, minimum $1,200 if you make uh, $75,000 or less. There's a ton of people who don't make $75,000. So, you know, if you made $75,000 and less, you got the full $1,200 and then, uh, $5 taken off all the way up to 99,000. If you make anywhere over 99,000, you don't get nothing. Mm -hmm. All right. So a lot of people that I've spoken to so far reached out to me for some kind of, uh, just some kind of advisement. They're like, Oh, I was thinking about, you know, uh, 
paying paying back the lease on my car because they're behind on payments. Mm. I was thinking about uh, using this to start my business. I was thinking about investing this. And I'm mm. like, no, no, and no. <laughs> why do I say that? Now, yes, you want to pay off your debts, of course. But, like, why won't you use that? And, again, this goes back to, like, uh, uh, emergency funds and things like that. If I – I didn't get it. <laughs> I'm still pissed off about that. I'm, I'm like, yes, I, I want my check too, so, man. Don't leave oh, me out. Leave my buddy, man. Give me some five dollars, something. But um, uh, it's like if you have twelve hundred dollars and your phone bill is a hundred dollars a month, that's a year of your phone bill paid mm. off. Yeah. Set it to just prepayment. Don't even look at it. Just be like, boom, that's the year. You know, if you know your rent, or or, or if you know like uh your PGE or like your energy bills or your, your, your uh, electric bills at a certain amount. Why won't you just prepay that? Put it on like pre auto pace type stuff. Right. So, and then that's also a free month of rent. That's a free mortgage. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why wouldn't you just take that? You know, a lot of people are using this money and like, I'm going to invest. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it's like, well, why won't you just send it off? You know, like, why won't you just pay your bills in advance? And people aren't doing that. So I've been questioning a lot of people with the whole stimulus thing. And I feel like we, going back to your question, I feel like we're not able to do that because we lack the discipline. And why do we lack the discipline? Because it's just something we're not used to. You know, we can't really fault people for something we're not used to. And that's saving money. Mm. You know, majority of our culture live paycheck to paycheck. And then when they do get some kind of money, they're like, well, I never had X before. So now that I have the money to get X, I want it because I deserve it. And it's like, yeah, but it's pros and cons to that, you know? So yeah. it's, funny. it's funny, man, because when it comes to the, uh, the lane that you're in, when it comes to like being you know, financial, not financial planner, but yeah, just, just a financial strategist, professional like that. A lot of folks that I'm seeing that are like really heavy in that game, they would rarely say, I mean, there, like I said, there's a few people that I've heard that'll say that. And the people that are saying that I'm like, all right, this person actually really cares about people and really cares about the truth because most of these dudes that I'm seeing, especially like, of course, social media, IG, Twitter, right. they're all about, oh, I did this and I flipped this and I did, you know, I'm going to invest in this. If, if I was you, I would invest, I would trade auctions, trade stock, whatever, do, do something, start a business. And it's like, what you said is, is so true, bro. Like saving money, having reserves is necessary. It's, right. it's extremely necessary. So, I mean, look at all these fortune 100, fortune 500, fortune thousand companies who don't have they don't have any money they need a bailout right now these are multi-billion dollar companies needing bailouts and it's like well what happened to your cash reserves right and some people would say like well why do i have to pay um you know why do i have to pay and they're not paying why do i have to do this and they just should bail me out of my debt too is like well the the system that we live in the society, the capitalism system that we live in is tailored to businesses. This is why you should start your own business. This is why you should have the right, you know, uh, tax attorney and certain people like, because the way that is built is that, you know, even with like tax credits is like, 
Do you have employees? Are you creating job opportunities? Are you creating homes and shelters for other people? Like those people who are doing these certain things that are in certain tax credits, they get the most benefits and taxes and, and bailouts and whatever you want to call it mm. because they're providing these things. Now, yes, I mean, I, I catch myself all the time just yelling at the screen like, ah, oh, this person getting bailed out and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, we're in two different playing fields, you mm. know? Like, you're not really, you're not considered a millionaire unless you have a net worth of $5 million. That's if it. you have a million dollars, that's cool. Like, cool, good for you, man. <laughs> like, people are just like, cool, man, you know? Good yeah. job. Five million and up is when you start actually start playing with those kind of numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, how are we at this level that we're playing at where, you know, thousands of people don't even have more than $75,000. And how do I know that? Because you all people, Hey, shout out to me. I got my stimulus. In. Cool. Now I know you don't make more than 75,000. Right. So it's like, how are you able to save and prepare yourself or, you know, just be ready for these kind of times. I, I mean, there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of financial people like, um, or, you know, in a personal finance category is what we call it. Right. Personal because finance. a lot of us aren't CPAs and stuff like that. I'm not, you know, I'm more in a business development and personal, you know, personal finance kind of journey. And, uh, you know, I give advice, but it's like, you should always consult with your CPA and stuff with your, with your stuff. I could just give like the basic kind of like, Hey, you know, you got $1,200, don't go to the club. You should, you know, pay off your bills. Word. But um, a lot of them are just like, yeah, you know, I invest this with me and I'll flip that, enjoy my fund. Or like, you know, like, oh, you should flip a property. And it's like, well, do you even know how to flip a property? Like, have you ever owned a home? Like, have you ever bought stock before this? Bro, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. And so what I've seen recently is a lot of that like more predatory stuff right it was, it was things that i wasn't i didn't even have any antennas up to even think this might be predatory or this might be scamish you know what i mean but yeah. i don't know if you've paid attention or, or heard of anything that's been going on like have you heard of the tulsa real estate fund with, with jay morrison of course. Oh, yes. okay so so i mean you back on ig so i'm sure you've seen it but <laughs> Got, got a check but yeah so everything that went down with that and as far as like him you know raising nearly like 10 million dollars and there's nothing to show for it and then you know shutting down the fund and basically like the money is no like nobody knows where the money is at right and how much is there and what what it's going to be allocated towards but the dream was sold of black people crowdfunding for real estate because we need to get into this market because this is a trillion dollar market all the things little basic stuff that people say and it's like yo that's hella predatory bro you just telling people to give you money you don't have no plan for it and you really don't care and then there's also i hate to say it but like there's something going on locally where it's a certain individual she's doing it more on facebook but she's trying to raise money for this investors club and she's just like we need to get in the stock market because black people don't invest and you know we need to we need to you know raise up our financial knowledge and raise up our assets so she's like trying to do this basically a Tulsa real estate fund for stocks mm-hmm. you know wanting people to pay in a couple hundred dollars per month and then they're gonna buy stocks but she's not telling you like what the strategy is she's not telling you exactly what stocks she's gonna buy you know it's like it's 
So it's like a lot of people in personal finance, man, that I'm starting to realize like, yo, this is more predatory and fishy than it is helpful um, in, in, in certain cases. And it's, it's very scary out there sometimes. Well, you know what, though? That's why I never invest other people money. Like, I never be like, hey, like, I'm starting this fund where I'm going to invest. Like, I know, listen, I'm one of eight in a single parent household. I tell people that all the time. I come up from a black family. I grew up in the hood. Like, this is like, I, like, no. We used to, we used to eat pasta every day without having no debt. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I ain't have debt. I just eating chicken wings and fries every day. Right. Mom worked doubles, you know, late shifts and stuff. So I am connected with the people. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I grew, I know how it is growing up and then I stay around it. So when I hear stuff like that, you know, I get so upset, but also, you know, you, you also have to be like, you know, how you got to be smart about this. You know, like if I would have heard anything about an investment group, I'm like, okay, well, have you ever worked on wall street or any kind of like banking institute or something? Okay, cool. No, I'm not invested. Right. That's number one. Two, can I see your portfolio? Mm. Oh, you don't have one. Two, I'm not investing. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm like, when are we going to, and I feel like, what you're doing right now, asking these questions, and also hopefully I'm able to help is like, this is where we need to educate people. Whereas like, these are the questions you have to ask because a lot of people don't know the question they have to ask. You know, when you think about the, you know, Tulsa Real Estate Fund, Tref, uh, it's like when, when they were doing the corner classes, look where they were doing the corner classes at. They were in the hood at these low income places where people, you know, $500 entry fee was all they had and but the, that's called there's, market. A, there's a there's a catch 22 <laughs> though because like we do need to go back to the places that are getting like left left out and left back but then like you said there is a dollar buy-in i yeah. absolutely get what you're saying yeah but my philosophy my too. philosophy is this you can't reach back if you don't got it. That's why I, you know, went to go get my MBA. That's why I paid off my debt before teaching anybody anything. That's mm -hmm. why I wrote a book after I paid off my debt and I saw that my teachers was helping people. Then I was like, let me write a book and show people exactly what I did. Right. right? Then I know I don't know everything. So every time somebody be like, Hey, I'm thinking about this. I'll straight up tell them like, I don't know about that, but let's work together and we can learn it together, yeah. right? That's the huge difference. Some of these people, they don't even have a portfolio. They mm. don't even have properties in their name right now or under their business name right now, but they're taking money from these people. Mm. And then when they take, like, and then, you know, our community, some people, some in our community lack the knowledge to ask the right questions because they're being marketed and, and they're being targeted so well. You know, that's where that, you know, guy in a nice suit and be like, look, I rented this Lexus, but I say it's mine. I rented this thing. I leave, you know, and I'm taking a picture in front of this Airbnb and I'm saying it's my crib. It's, and then you'd be like, cool, Google, this is not yours. Right. But how do you know what to Google? Yeah. How do you know what questions to ask? How do you know? Because you're not used to this stuff. You're just being hopeful that like this person is not going to get over on me. 
And mm. what happens? What happens if someone like myself be like, hey, I'm actually starting a, a real estate fund for low housing income and I want people to invest. Now people are like, oh, well, you know, what happened at you know, Tulsa Real Estate Fund? Like, look what he did. Yeah. How can I trust you, right? So now I got to do even more to win people trust. Now I got to paperwork this, do that. Like, dealing with people money is just such a, you know, such a thin line. Like, it's, it's very tough to do that, you know? So I always advise people, seek advice. Look for professionals. And then once you seek advice and look for professionals, do your research. You got a smartphone. You got like a computer or something. Like now you have to do your own research. Like when I find out, you know, uh, today uh, the oil price went down to $5. I'm like, what does that mean? I go Google it. Okay, cool. What are the biggest oil companies right now? Okay, now I know the biggest oil companies right now. What's the average of the oil over the last 10 years? Okay, now I know the average. So when is a good time for me to buy in because I know the average is this. And then when you look at a chart, this is how you analyze a chart. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's not just like, give me $500 and I'll invest this for you. <laughs> Stock market just went down 50%. What are you, what are you investing in? And it's, it's tough, man. Cause it's like, I almost want to blow the whistle just to save certain people. But then it's just like, it, it's not, it's like, it's, I feel like it's my place because it's my people and I care about my people, yeah. but then it's not my place because it's not my business. And I, you know, I'm Absolutely. more or less. It's a thin line for sure. It's, it's a very thin line. I but it's, the best thing, I think the best thing you can do and others like you, leaders, uh, leaders like yourself, I think the best thing you can do to play that field a little bit carefully, just, just ask questions in public forums. That's it. I yeah. do. When that whole truck thing happened, I was blowing them up. They were like, so you said 8% return after 50% is the 8% after the 10,000 people that invested. So that means my $400 will only be 25 cents. Once I get me, yo, they were like, call us if you have any questions. I'm like, Oh, well, I'm just asking. And then you just see people in the comments like, Oh, that's a great point. Oh, what did he just say? Oh, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to, you know what I'm saying? Like there's ways to do it where you're just like, Oh, well, what, uh, what fund are you investing in? Or are you creating your own fund? Or like, you know, are you invested in an index? What certain stocks are you looking at? Are you looking at dividend stocks? Like, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Ask questions for sure. That's, that's the best way to go for ask sure. Questions. Um, you mentioned, you know, you going back to school and getting your MBA. So what was the, what was the emphasis behind that? It's not like you're, you know, you weren't doing good in your, in your business. It's not like you weren't doing well um, at Nike. And so what was it that was, that made you just be like, you know, what? I'm about to go back to school. I'm about to drop this bread and I'm about to get this MBA. Like, is it, is it the letters? Is it the education? Is it both? You know, what, what was it? So, uh, you know, just getting out of, you know, doing a whole debt freedom journey and going back, I'm like, man, that's $35,000. The program was 35000 I paid it cash, by the way. Mm. <laughs> like, no, I took out no Salute loans. to you, bro. Salute, man. You know, took out no loans. I wasn't going through that again. Yeah. But that's important to say because I'm just like, you know, like, I have a business. At that point, I was in Mr. OK's Essentials. I had my real estate properties. And I'm like, you know, like, I know how to run a business, but that was very uh foolish of me to think that way and why do i say that because you can always continue to learn 
This is what I keep telling myself, like rather it's a book, rather it's a course on Coursera or LinkedIn learning. Like I do a lot of those courses as well, getting those small little certificates. It's like you can always continue to learn. The MBA was definitely a career move. It's okay. like once people in the LinkedIn world, more like those big companies see like, oh, this person has an MBA. That's like bare minimum entry, right? Mm -hmm. Now they know that I can't pay this person less than X because they have an MBA. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. when, you're, when you've got a high school degree, you're capped that X. When you have a bachelor degree, you're capped that X. We have a master X, right? So that was the play there. And then once I got there, I actually was like, oh, these professors, you know, shout out to Concordia University uh, in Portland. They're, they're closing this spring, but uh, I definitely learned a lot there. I made good connections with people who are here, right? They, yeah. They're here and they're embedded in the culture. Like, oh, I sit on a board of X, Y, and Z. Oh, I sit on the administration of this. We help uh, entrepreneurs get funds. Oh, we, you know, like, oh, I'm a consultant for IBM. I'm a consultant for Intel. And, oh, I used to sit on a Nike uh, board of X, Y, and Z. It's like, oh, you have experience. Like, mm -hmm. you're, like, really in this game. So once you find or work with people like that, I've always come into anything I do is, like, you're a human, I'm a human. You bleed, I bleed. You're not above me. I'm not above you. So I would just sit there and ask questions, yo, like, okay, you're a consultant. What do they ask for? Hey, I know you've got to like read an MBA is different. It's really, you know, self-learning kind of platform. So like once you read articles and once you read like Harvard business review uh, studies, you have to, after reading that dig deeper to really understand that concept. Like you have to be like, all right, cool. You know, Ikea started by X, Y, and Z. This is the target markets they went to. Did you know that some of the, their main distributor for rugs were in India? You will now go to Google, go to India, look at rug distributors, see like child labor laws and stuff like it, Like that's where you really learn how to learn. A lot of people don't know how to learn. Mm. But once you start getting into these programs and continue to learn and reading, you're teaching yourself how to learn. A lot of people have to learn how to learn. And that was my reason for doing it. Like I wanted to be able to go there, expand on my learnings and expand on my teaching skills. Because when people reach out to me now, I'm like, you know, yo, how do you start a business and LLC and stuff like that? I can give them MBA level material. Not just this entrepreneur made here level, right? Which nothing's, you know, some entrepreneurs are able to do that. Mm -hmm. But at a certain point, you know, that's a lot of trial and error. Right. I'll rather just be like, all right, I had the foundations laid. But I mean, it's just a special coincidence that I'm able to, you know, like I had businesses and then I got to learn it and I was like, oh, wow, I didn't apply that to my business. So I was able to apply these things as I go. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. You know, when I took my marketing class and we're marketing for Mr. OK's Essentials, I'm like, ah, I wasn't that specific. And this is why traffic isn't, you know, really hitting our page. So it's like these fine tweaks I made, these different copyright uh, phrases I use. And now we're seeing, you know, two times, three times amount of traffic and, and, and sales from before because we're making these small little tweaks and I continue to master the craft sure to say so 
man, you you hustling in a very special way, man. Like it's yeah. it, it's dope because, and it's it's like the way that it's supposed to be done almost. Like you you just doing it the exact right way. Like not just going to school so that I can get certified and now I can start a business. Which is, I mean, obviously a lot of people do it that way, but right. what better way, like for one, because you might go to school and a lot of people do that. You go to school for something and you end up not doing that as an adult. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so imagine you getting your MBA in something that you're not even interested in at the age of 28, 29, 30. But what you did was you do what you're interested in. You believe in yourself and you, you find success and then you find what you're good at. And like, okay, now let's fine tune it. And right. now and it's a little let's different take this from like from here it was already doing good. Now I'm gonna take it to here. But right. you have the money to invest. You have the experience. You dealt with the the highs and lows of being an entrepreneur and being a, a business owner. So the, now that you have that that foundation and you have that emotional intelligence, now let's increase my business acumen to the next level. That's that's dope, man. Right, and it's a little different at the master level, right? Because when you're doing your MBA, you get the core foundations of how to run a business, right? Master of a business administration. And then you get into your core subject, which mine was leadership and management. Mm. So, you know, if people don't know, I also work at Nike full time. So at Nike, I'm able to implement those things. The bigger problems I solve, the more money I make, you know, yeah. the higher position I could get to. Then I saw that in my business level. So I'm like, okay, cool. How can I apply that to my everyday work at Nike to make my contribution to the company a better place? How can I make that contribution to my businesses and my real estate and my investments to make my own wealth that I'm creating for myself better and more stable? And then lastly, right, because I always believe in, you know, improving yourself before reaching out to help others. How can I teach this now to other people now that I've been through it, now that I've actually done it? I'm not about to teach you something that I, <laughs> that I didn't go through. And we have, uh, we have thousands of people who do that, by the way. They're like, yeah, you should do this. And, and I'm going to teach you how to oh, start a business online. And, and I generated 40000 And the first thing I say to all those people, let me see. Let me see your Shopify record. Let right. me see your Square record. And they'd be like, oh, oh I'm like, I don't feel like that's an intrusive question. Let me see. Right. If somebody like, hey, Devon, why, why should I take financial advice from you? Cool. Go to my LinkedIn. Go to my website. Go to my, like, what would you like to see? Like, uh, uh, lately, I think, like, last year, I put $30,000 on the principal of my, of my mortgage, my primary mortgage. And people mm -hmm. are like, yo, what, like, what are you, like, what is it that you're doing? And I'm like, I'm doing the same thing that I've shown y'all two years ago. It's just that now that I have that foundation, I know I'm like, all right, cool. I like, I know that I can save $50,000 a year, period. That's just like, again, that's a start. I know that I can save that. Everything else is plus. So if I know I can already save that due to paying off that debt and taking like, Oh, cool. Get rid of this expense live this way, blah, blah, blah. That's what got me here. Now I just have to build off of that. A lot of people just be like, oh, I went through it. Oh, never do that again. I did this just because I wanted to live more lavishly or I wanted to live a certain way. It's like in that journey, what bits and pieces have you taken out of that in order to improve your life in the future? Mm. You know. 
So I, I think that's another thing where we lack, uh, just a bunch of people lack, is that through the journey, they're not really learning anything or they're not really having their uh, mind open to learn anything because they just want to get through it. Mm. And when you're getting through it, man, I have like tons of notebooks. I'm, I'm, I'm always writing in notebooks. Yeah. I'm like, you know, when you're going through it, take these notes. When you're going through it, like, what is it that you're trying to achieve here? Why? You know, what has this taught you? This day, like, I was so, you know, upset because I'm staying in the house. I'm now on week six of this day at home order. Like, what have I been doing through this six mm-hmm. weeks? You know, so. Yeah. That's kind of how me, Tell like. me about that, bro. Tell me about that. I mean, because um, this, this quarantine, this stay, you know, shelter in place, this has been actually a blessing to some and a, and a curse to others. But we all know that circumstances don't necessarily determine outcomes, right? And one of the, one of the quotes that I really like, I've been reading this book called um, the, Path of, the Path of Prosperity by James Allen. And he says, um, if circumstances had the power to bless or harm, they would bless and harm all men alike. But the fact that the same circumstances will be alike good and bad to different souls proves that the good or the bad is not in the circumstance, but only in the mind of him that encounters it. <laughs> like that's, that's heavy, man. That's and so hard. I will so say hard. for myself in my mind, this circumstance has been a blessing because I realized how much money that I was spending undisciplined and un like wasn't accounting for it just on a day-to-day basis and now that i'm like sheltered in place and not really able to go out and do what i normally do like i just have money that's stacking up as opposed to just revolving you know and it's just like it shouldn't have took this but it's taking this and i'm i'm grateful for it personally bro so like what what wins or what what's your view of you know, how you've been able to improve or refine or retool during this shelter in place quarantine life? Well, first of all, shout out to you, man, because like, that's something really good to acknowledge. And and again, going back to what I was saying about, you know, through the journey, what are you learning through it? And you're, you're identifying and learning that like, yo, I'm getting to stack up some more money. Maybe I need to reevaluate how I'm spending this money yes. on a day-to-day basis. So, you know, huge shout out to you. Uh, for me, I've been just, again, doing LinkedIn learning, uh, really fine tuning, like taking business development classes, strategy planning, uh, courses. Um, also again, uh, uh, biz by sell. I've been checking that every day, uh, seeing, not only seeing if I could buy a business, but also how can I help a business? Like some businesses out here need funding because everything that's going on, they're not getting that traffic. So I'm like, Hey, Have you thought about, you know, takeout orders? Have you thought about like keeping open, but having a like six foot distant type situation where it's like, you know, once you bring the food out, you back up, you know, the person at the cash register and allow that person to step up and grab it. And then once they grab whatever they need, then you wipe it down and then uh, let the next person go. So like finding those ways to really navigate through this and then, uh, also, you know, I've actually uh, been spending a bunch of money <laughs> on like takeout food because I'm like, you know, Uber Eats and stuff. I can't go. First of all, I'm not waiting in line to go to the grocery store. And then if you're going to like a Safeway, these people are 
you know, dang near about to headbutt you. And it's like, I thought we were supposed to be six feet. Like, you just like rubbing up on me at the deli. Bro, like, the, bro, the grocery store is the most dangerous place man, in what? society right now. There's way too many people all in one spot. And people, like you said, they mad aggressive out there, bro. I'm like, what? what is going on? So, so, uh, and, and then in that also, uh, I was able to, you know, really focus on my health. And, and by that, I mean, like, I go on a walk. I go to, I go on two walks a day, but if it's a really good day and I'm not really filled with meetings, I go on three walks. So one in the morning, one afternoon, and then one when the wife gets home and then, you know, I can walk with her and we can just talk and, you know, whatever. And the air is just so much crisper and like, and like the birds are out, the animals are out. And and I know a lot of people may not notice this, but since there's been a decrease in traffic and pollution and just like machinery and stuff like that, you see a lot of birds out. You see a lot of just like the air is just real different outside. No, it is, man. I I, I walk my dog um, just about, if I don't walk him every day, it's like, you know, the wife is, but like when I'm walking him, bro like i'm noticing that man like right, the air is right. a lot cleaner crispier i'm just like wow this like in i live in the north and it's a lot of factories like out here so yeah some of them is working some of them aren't and i didn't realize like how much trash they're putting into the air and so now that they're not there it's just like it's just a certain stench that you would sometimes smell yeah, i don't smell right. it at all you know so it's it's man. Yeah, and then just walking, like, on my walks, I'm listening to podcasts. I keep my phone on me, so, like, I'll get an idea, jot down the notes in my notepad on my phone. Uh, you know, I'll reach out to my business partners and be like, hey, you know, uh, I'm listening to this podcast, and they said something about uh, – it's funny because I just now reached out to Precious, my business partner, I'm like, hey, do we have all the right sales uh, tax allocated to each state that we sell in? You know, because I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like, oh my goodness, that's a, you know, I don't want the IRS coming for us. So I'm texting her real quick, like, yo, is this, and she's like, yes, we did it last year. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know, like, yo, like, hold up. But those ideas are just popping up. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, all right, cool. Now I know. Boom. Like, you know, just these ideas. So it's been good, except for the takeout, man. I've been like, yo, I'm. I was I was going to ask you, man, if you if if you still stacking fifty k a year, you still on your spaghetti all day, you know, uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner diet, or have you changed up? Are you no, no? I definitely changed my diet for sure, <laughs> but I I still don't you know go crazy, and then plus I make more money, so you okay. know, it, it, dur- during the journey, a lot of people be like, oh, just cut back on your expenses, cut back, cut back. That's a very important key. But another very important key on that side is that you have to make more money, whether that's a side hustle, you know, a, a promotion at your job, investments, whatever. That's what's going to help the pay process happen a lot quicker, right? And then after that's done, you can still keep those cash flows flowing, and now you just got money coming in. So uh, I'm fortunate enough to be able to, you know, just eat whatever I want at this point, but. Also, I, I, that doesn't mean I should just splurge and be crazy, right? I'm still managing my money. Like, I'll eat, you know, like a little meal here, like sandwich or something like that. And one day I'll be like, you know what? You know, we're just going to, you know, get whatever we want today. Or I'll just be feeling not really feeling good about the situation or the certain moment. And I'm like, man, I'm just going to, you know, order me some ice cream or something. You know, like whatever. But I'm able to do that because of the discipline I set myself up for before that, right? Mm-hmm. I always tell people, like, I ate pasta for a year straight. 
I can order lobster for a year straight today and moving forward. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I just don't. Yeah. You know you know what I'm saying? It's like, right. for what? Because I know I can eat a pasta for a year straight. Now I'm just like, do I need that king size? You know, you know what I'm saying? You, you really start questioning, do I need 32 oysters? Right. Just like, all right, cool. Like, what is it? Uh, again, going back to like learning who you are or learning the pros and cons throughout your journey is like, what do I like? What do I actually, you know, what satisfies me and things like that? So that's what I was thinking, you know, like all this is just, uh, it's going to be tough. Now I'm moving forward. I feel that, bro. Got I got a little guest with me. Got, I, got see, I see. I see. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> hello. So, um, to kind of to kind of wrap it up, bro. Let's bring it home with um your business that you're launching. Uh, tell everybody, you know, what the business is about and how you're gonna be able to help them. Absolutely. So, uh, a few things I want to add. I'm gonna add a little bit to that. So, I have a book, the the debt free strategy. Uh, five-step approach to uh, to debt, uh, get rid of your debt. Uh, that's currently on Amazon right now. It's also on my website. Um, I also have my consulting sessions up on my website. So go just check out my website. And I am preparing a uh, online course right now. And this online course is going to be a you know, how to start a business online course. So not this fluff, like who, what, who are you targeting kind of situation is going to be, uh, everything I learned in my MBA program. Mm. I'm, I'm literally giving people MBA, uh, MBA course on how to start a business, how to target, how to do all that stuff. Um, and it's going to be on one course. And I paid for this class about $2,500. And I'm going to be, you know, giving it to people for $500. Mm. Uh, and, you know, it, again, it's like I learned this and it helped me out. And I was able to tweak things in my existing businesses and be like, oh, I ain't think about that. So I'm pretty much giving people that learning at, a, man, like one third of the price. You know what I'm saying? Like one fourth. So uh, that's my way of going to be giving back. So I'm currently working on that. That's going to be out pretty soon. And a lot of people, you, you can hear people say like, oh, you don't need a business plan. You need to just do it. Cool. And that's why nine out of 10 businesses fail. So you, you just go ahead and do that. Right. You know, like, it's like you have to have a business plan. You have to have a strategy. And especially if you're looking for investors and other people to invest in your business, you have to have a structured plan laid out in order to succeed in that business. At least have a better possibility in succeeding in the business. And if you already have a business, uh, and it's not doing so well, or you feel like it could do better, this is a great chance for you to go back, look at the course, look at the material, look at the templates I provided. Like I have templates on there and everything that you can just plug in your business name and just go. And it's like, go back and look at those things and be like, ah, this is what I may have missed, or I'm doing this right, so I feel good about that. But this is an MBA level course. Literally just took this from my MBA learnings and all my notes and Harvard, Harvard Business Review case study thing we had to do, and I put it in a course. So this is something I want to give to people along with the debt-free uh, strategy book that I have, and I'm super excited about that. Man, that's awesome, bro. Is that is that going to be launched pretty soon? Yes, that's going to be launched uh, here pretty soon. I'm just tweaking everything, making sure it flows right. Uh, I didn't want it to be one of those things where it's like, 
hand in an assignment because I'm not about to grade you. Right. Uh, so I had to go back and be like, hey, this is the course by week. Uh, it's seven weeks. And you can just pretty much go through. The templates are in there. It, it does have assignments on there, but you have to have the self-responsibility to do those assignments. So if you really want your, you know, your business to grow, if you really want to see some progress in your business, do those assignments and self-reflect on yourself. Feel free to reach out to me you know, at my email address. Reach out to me like, hey, I'm taking your course. Thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. Whatever your feedback is, it'd be like, can you look at this for me? And then I'll, I'll do that, right? But I just didn't want to make it a, uh, a, a mandatory thing, right, on the, right. on the online course. So that'll be out here in the next week. That's dope. That's awesome, man. That's, yeah, man. that's, that's yeah, good to hear. Dope. Yeah, man. So um, moving, moving forward, I mean, some of the listeners may really be itching to get on that. You know, is there something that we can do for them? Give them a little discount code or something. I'm going to just go ahead and put you on the spot right now, brother. Oh, absolutely. We- so here's what we're going to do. Man, like, I'm so passionate and I'm so, like, you have no idea. Like, I really want to help. I always ask myself, like, how can I help? And my, my, my brand here in Portland isn't as strong as it is in New York and L.A. and things like that. And I'm, I'm living here. You know, I've been here for a while. So yeah. I'm doing 50% off on, on the course. Okay. Off. All you have to do is when you buy the course, put in uh, socks and sandals, and you're going to get 50% off the course. And y'all better spell it right. S-O-X <laughs> and sandals. S-A-N-D-A-L-S. 50%. Man, 50%. Listen, I paid twi- I'm I would show people the receipt. I paid <laughs> over $2500. Yeah. 2500 plus dollars for this one course. I'm giving it away for $500. If you're listening to this podcast because you are a listener of the Socks and Sandal podcast, you're getting it for 50% off. So only 250. Mm. And you can make payments. You can have structured payments like one payment of 125, another 125. You can have monthly payments, weekly. So, like, if you're serious about growing your business, if you're serious about uh, taking the risk on starting a business, if you're serious about reevaluating your business and helping it grow, this is the course for you. Mm. Trust me, I put everything in here. I'm not holding anything back. Don't need to. I really want to help. And I mean, step by step by step. It's gonna be great. Awesome, man. That's that's love. I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait, bro. I'm definitely gonna get my copy. I'm gonna get my my issue. You know what I mean? And then, you know, we're gonna get some other folks on that train, bro. And we all just gonna rise together, man. Man, my guy. Appreciate. No I appreciate this interview, man. I'm so glad I was able to come back, and I'm so glad we were able to give something to the people. And again, follow me. Uh, he'll drop everything down. Send me an email, whatever. But fifty percent off. Let's get it. Let's go. All right, man. So let's let's end this with the lightning round, man. This is this is something new. I haven't done this for anybody, bro. You're the first one to go through the lightning round. Are right, you ready? Yeah, let's do this. All right, man. If you could choose one person in this world to be your wealth management coach, who would it be and why? Who Ray Dalio. Why? Because like he is just so like I don't care. Like when I mean by I don't care, like. Some people were like, well, why would you say that? And, 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 and I don't think you should, you know, what about the markets? He'd be like, what about them? Like, <laughs> if you get to that point of your life where you're just like, whatever, 
need it. <laughs> That's the mentor I need. Oh, right Ray, Ray is a beast, man. He's yeah, he, he's but, a beast, and uh, his book Principles is is fire. Yes, and, absolutely. Uh, man, he had a really awesome interview with Diddy like a couple months ago, or maybe yeah, it was like in the summertime or something. Yeah, yeah, like that. I saw it. Yeah, that? yeah, it was fire. So yeah, Ray is Ray is that guy. If you, I know you don't gamble, but or do you gamble? I do. I invest oh. in the stock market. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> it's very, very volatile. It's de- definitely a gamble for sure. If you woke up tomorrow and found out that you hit the lottery for a hundred million dollars, how would you spend your time and your money from that day forward? Oh, boom! Check this out. So I have this idea right now, right? Okay. And again, I'm putting this out there in the universe. Y'all can use it. Y'all can partner up with me. Whatever y'all want to do. Mm. So if I was to wake up and win a lot, hit the lotto, I will buy a bunch of container homes and do affordable living mm. in uh, Northeast Portland in the area where they don't want black people at. Okay. And I would uh, do a bunch of those plots and then I would get the tax credit by having affordable living. And that way the investment could be bigger and it could save everybody a bunch of money and then we can provide homes for everybody. So I think that's like, I've been so passionate about that. I've been looking at land and stuff like that because if I can find some land and I have the funds, I definitely want to build just a whole bunch of like container home, tiny house living area mm-hmm. where people who just don't have $1,200 a month, don't have $800 a month can go in and live like a normal person, you know? Yep. And then after that, I want to be able to, you know, get them jobs if I can at like a Safeway or something like Albertson, whatever, where they can like do stock or like shelving and stuff like that, or, you know, really help people. So if I had a lot of money, that's what I would do because my, I, I really want to invest in my legacy uh, rather than the income I could get. That's dope. That's, that's fire, bro. Man, you had that one ready. That's, yeah, that's, well, one, of, I, that's, that's I, one of the questions. <laughs> that, that's one of the questions that I ask uh, on my, on my fab five and Typically, that kind of like throws people back. Like, wait, dang, hundred million? All right. Uh, I dream much- about that, bro. I yeah. dream about it because yeah. I just think about like, I just think about opening the doors and just seeing a flock of people who just didn't have the chance or didn't have the opportunity to create an opportunity for themselves. Yeah. So once, like, how better will we be as a as a as a community i know this fire around sorry but like how better would we be as a society as a community if we can give people opportunities to create opportunities for themselves mm. yeah man that's what it's all about bro that's that's a great dream that you have man. i'm sure it's gonna come to fruition bro like absolutely some, someone someone like yourself man the way that you've been executing at a high level man i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt that that's what to, that's, that's what's absolutely. on the horizon. But it won't be trash it won't be trash <laughs> Please don't. Please don't do that. Uh, if there was one person you could resurrect just so that you could take them to dinner and have a dope-ass conversation and pick their brain, who would it be and why? Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. I just wanted to know what was his plans for the, uh, you know, funding America, kind of like getting people out of poverty. Um, unfortunately, he was assassinated before he could really get through that agenda yeah. And uh, the civil rights movement was such a strong movement. I know that what he had planned for poverty and increasing the wealth of uh, low, uh, you know, poor people in America, I know that would have been just another gem. So just being around him and even even like people like uh, Stokely Carmichael, like just just like understanding the process 
sometimes it's, it's, it is the person, but mainly it's the process. So yeah. just having dinner with him and just be like, hey, what was your plan? And like, how do you see it happening today? Yeah, that's a fact. That's a good one. Doing your financial consulting, what was the best or most memorable question asked by a client? Oh, yeah. So uh, I guess the <laughs> I know it may sound like cliche or funny, but like the best question I got was like, can you help my mom too? <laughs> and I say that because it's like when you go through something, first of all, you have to earn the client's trust. Right. You have to let them see like, you know what you're doing. And then not only that, but the it has to actually work for them. Mm -hmm. So to know that my sessions have worked for people and then they'd be like the most sacred person in the family tree is like, sure. can you also teach my mom? I'm like, man, like, you know, I'm just like, you know, like that's powerful to me. You know, I come from a single family household. It was my mom who raised us all. And like, you know, moms is the rock, you know, so it's right. like. When somebody asks you to help their mom, it's like, yo, like you trust, you really trust someone and you really like, you're putting uh, a lot of hope in someone to help change a narrative in one's life. So that was like the best comment or question I ever received. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's heavy, bro. Um, do you have any regrets in life? And what I do. do what what I do. do you regret the most? Uh, the thing that I regret regret the most is that, uh, and, and it, again, it, it has like a little, I guess, catch 22 to it or hindsight 2020 to it. But like the thing I regret the most is that now that I'm at the level I am, you know, I want to help uh, like all of my siblings. Mm -hmm. I, I'm here in the, on the West Coast. They live in New York. And, you know, I, again, the way I grew up is that like all of us aren't doing so well. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I have these moments of regret where it's like, and, and I don't even know if it's re the word is regret, but it's just like, you know, I wish I could go back and help them as much as I can. Uh, I bought my mom a house, but you know, it's like, you know, I got brothers and sisters and like, even if I could help them with their business, if I could help them with like, you know, just sending them diapers for their kids or stuff like that. So I, I feel like I, I can, and I will do more of that, but I just, I just, that's something I look back and be like, man, you know, something I need to improve on. For sure. Good thing is we got time. You know what I mean? So, right. Yep. Right. Um, until we don't. Exactly. Exactly. So we gotta, gotta make the most of it. For sure. Uh, let's see. If you could choose, who would be your celebrity hall pass? If if wifey was like, you know what, go ahead, get it off. Who would be your celebrity hall pass? Who would it be? Ooh, tough territory right here, man. Mm. Uh, I'm having to go with Holly Berry, man. Holly Berry, even at this age, man. You, you Listen, know? yo. Even <laughs> after, yo, that John Wick movie, yo. Oh, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see now, it. Like three, I was like, she still got it, man. <laughs> she still got it, huh? Her, her Instagram, I'll be like, Sis, she look health, more healthier than all these young chicks out here, man. Like, Holy. like even like uh, I saw an interview with uh, Nia Long, and I'm like, yo, these women are just like immortal. <laughs> Goddesses for real, like, huh? I was Angela Bassett playing like vampires and people mom and then they sister, and they in the same movie. It's like, first of all, uh, you played the dude mom, and then in the next movie, you played his sister. 
hold up, man. This is crazy. So, like, you know, I'm not really into, like, <laughs> kind of uh, a little bit on this, but, like, I'm not really into, like, the, the, the young women today. Uh, I don't know. I just miss what's, that whole, like, What's know, wrong with these young girls, man? What's going on, man? It's just, like, you know, my wife going to listen to this, but, like, she <laughs> I mean, she knows she knows this already though, but it's like, you know, they don't leave anything to imagination. They don't leave anything to like what happened to like the fantasy and fantasize. I always just say that too, like even today with Instagram and everything. I'm like, what happened to celebrity? Like I remember where it was like private party, you can't come in here, no phones. It's like you don't know what the heck's going on. Like TMZ in the bushes. Remember that? Like E News, yeah. like in the bushes ruffling and stuff, like we're at Britney Spears' house. <laughs> you know, like what happened to that, yo? It's gone, man. Hey, it's it's gone. Like, unless, unless you busting it open for the with, girl, uh, Unless you partying with Jay Z and Beyonce, and they got the non disclosure agreements, bro. Like exactly, but then the photos come out the ones that they want people to see. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like at the Playboy Mansion, you don't see no photos now. Even today, you don't see no photos. It's That's no, true. you can't get access to that. So I always ask myself today, like, what happens to celebrities? So. When it comes to the young women today, there, of course, there are many beautiful young women out there, <coughs> many beautiful women in general out there. It's just that some of them just be like, you know, like, like, let me just imagine, <laughs> you know, like, damn, like, I didn't want to see it. Like, I just, like, I just wanted to imagine that it was there, you know, like. I can dig that, bro. I can dig that. Yeah, I, IG is pretty crazy, especially with the quarantine stuff, man. It Like, they, they've turned it into... You know what I mean? It's a lot of a lot of dudes getting took down and pages getting frozen and all that, man. So they they getting wild, bro. They getting real wild out here. Exactly. So Holly Berry, <laughs> <laughs> Holly Berry for the win for sure. Um, are you are you into the NBA like that? You no, know? not really. Okay, no. I'll skip that question. If you could embody any religious leader or figure for one day, you could just like you know what I'm gonna be this dude today. Who would it be? Interesting. Uh, that's a tough question for me because, uh, I, I grew up Christian. I grew up mm. in a church. Uh, I like to tell people I got churched out cause I went to church like every other day <laughs> while my mom was you no know, part of the, you know, usher and all that stuff like that. Sure. Yep. But I, in my growing and just knowing a bunch of people in different cultures, I tend to men cultures and, and men re- religions. So, you know, some stuff in a uh, Muslim uh, community and some stuff in Christianity and the Catholic and, and uh, you know, Hinduism and, and Buddhism. So like, is there's just a bunch of different teachings within each religion that I, I would love to explore and then, you know, learn more of. So there isn't one in particular. Uh, it's just that I'm, I'm just a, uh, a student. Mm-hmm. So I just like to learn all these different things and, and then ask why, or just like, how does that tie into Christianity? Cause a lot of these beliefs do tie into one another. Uh, so I just like to play the, the question game where it's just like, why, how, you know? For so. sure. For sure. Last question, bro. As soon as this quarantine is over, what do you most look forward to doing again? Soon as this quarantine is over, I'm going to throw a party uh, <laughs> because I couldn't do anything for my graduation. Man. My graduation ceremony is freaking digital. Oh, and like, uh, not only my graduation, but also like I land a huge client. So like I couldn't celebrate that. Uh, so I just want to have a nice dinner, like, you know, private dinner with my friends and family. 
and sit around the table, eat, and don't worry about how much it costs and just celebrate, you know, our wins and making it through the quarantine as well, you know? So that's, that's like the first thing I want to do. Even though they all like saying six feet and stuff, we just have to shower everybody down. <laughs> you know, I just, I just want to, this has really shown me how, you know, how important it is to build those relationships with people when you can. Sure. You know, like even like being able to go out, hang out with you with a few drinks and talk about podcasts, talk about like life and stuff like that. Cause that's the stuff you like to do as well as I do. Right. When we talk on our phone conversations, it's like being able to spend more time with you out in, in Portland and, you know, out there and just like going to networking events and stuff like that. I think you really see the value in that when you're in a situation like this. So yeah. That's the that I have to do that. I'm just gonna go out and just spend a bunch of money on small businesses. Like how much is that? Yeah, I'll get twenty dinners. <laughs> right. Like, you know, yeah. just do one of those things. Oh, one thing I was I want to tell you. Sorry. One thing I want to tell you is that like I was looking to do I was trying to find a good restaurant to do it with, but like I'm I want to do like a day where I'm like doing giving out dinners. Mm. Like the first fifty people who come, dinner is on me. Mm. Um, but like then the quarantine happens. So like when you're planning this stuff and working with businesses and trying to get it done and then boom, everything shut down. It's like, damn, yo. So and I know more, I know a lot of people are going to need it, uh, more, you know, after the quarantine. So like, I'm just trying to figure out ways I could give back and, and really give back to the, you know, to the Portland community because I've been here for years now. And it's like, I feel like I'm not giving them as much love. Mm. Well, once again, man, as long as we alive, we got time to make things happen. So we got we got time to to recover and re- reconcile any wrongs or whatever the case might be. You know what I mean? Any any things that we feel like we haven't done. So I'm just honestly, bro, like this this time has really allowed me to just have more perspective on life, man. And right. Absolutely. Really, really know the value of of time and just every every day is important. You right. know, like. I lost my father-in-law, bro. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's tough. And so, yeah. Yeah. but I got time. I got time to make an impact. I got time to do the things that, you know, God has put in my heart. So absolutely, I'm thankful for that, bro. Absolutely. No doubt, man. Well, appreciate you for coming on once again, bro. This, is, this was much needed, man. Much needed conversation. Um, let everybody know once again, how they can get a hold of you on the socials, email, all that good stuff. Absolutely. So Instagram is going to be d.horace. That's D, little period, H-O-R-A-C-E. Email address is Devon at consultinghorace.com. Consulting, how it's spelled out, H-O-R-A-C-E dot com. And uh, Twitter is House of Horace. So House of Horace, last name. And again, like, get ready for that class, man. If you go to my website, you can pretty much go see all my articles that have been written about me and different podcast interviews. Uh, my original uh, Socks and Sandals podcast is up on there. You can go check that out. But um, the class is going to be up there. My books is up there and all of the consulting sessions. I have business development, uh, brand activations and pop-ups and uh, personal finance sessions available on there as well. So go check it out. And if you guys want to help and uh, you know need ways to build a strategy and improve on your current situation i'm more than happy to help for sure for sure and if y'all listening uh and you don't know where to, where to find me at hit me up on twitter at sxsndls or search socks and sandals podcast also on instagram 
Socks and Sandals Podcast and my personal Instagram, Emmanuel Since 85. And once again, this is Socks and Sandals Podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide. And we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Highlight y'all next week. Grace and peace. Mm-hmm.